Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for Visibility, Impact, Profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, digital content creator and marketing coach at VIP Digital Marketing Masters. Welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. This is a podcast for women entrepreneurs to get inspired and fired up about marketing their product and service-based businesses. We go behind the scenes with powerful women in business and learn about the importance of getting your brand's message out into the world. Whether you're just dipping your toe into entrepreneurship or you're already well on your way to world domination, this is the place to get strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to get your messaging on point. Ready to get tips from the pros to help you attract your ideal clients and customers and position yourself as an expert in your industry? Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hershorn. Today's guest is Donna Ashton. She's a consultant, a speaker, and an online course expert. She built her freedom lifestyle business using her work less, make more formula and taught hundreds of others how to create and sell profitable programs that allow time for family, travel, and that impact the world. Her mission is to teach you how you can easily take the process you've already got and make money with a course in your business to create a freedom lifestyle. That's something we all need, guys. Whether you're running a full coaching practice, a busy agency, you're speaking, or just slammed with family and life, adding digital products creates leveraged income without more work for you. Welcome, Donna. That is amazing stuff. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. So let's talk about what inspired you in the beginning to strive for freedom. Well, you know, it's not always planned, <laughs> right? Often never is. <laughs> no, it's not. It was just a, if I'm going way back to my business that I started at the end of 2009. So a long time ago, I was homeschooling back when homeschooling wasn't really in the, like it is now, but um, I had two little girls and I was homeschooling them and I just didn't have a lot of time. I had their twins there. They were seven. So, I mean, you can just imagine. And I was, you know, just the the, the typical running the household and doing all the things. And so I, I wanted to start a business, but I, you know, I just didn't really know what I was doing when, when all that came about. And I said, well, I, I just, I'm going to start 
like a one-to-many business, I, I didn't realize that you're supposed to have clients first and then go to, I just, I just said, well, I don't have time for all that. We're just going to have courses. So I kind of started right out of the gate knowing that I wanted to do it that way. And I just thought, I just don't have time to be having clients with little kids running around. So that was really the motivation. I didn't realize at the time what it would turn out, you know, that it would turn into such a large business. And I ended up selling that business about two years ago. I started the, my, this arm of the business where I'm helping people do courses about four years ago. So I ran the two businesses for about two years and my kids have been in school for about six years. So it was sort of the end of that chapter. It was a homeschool coaching business where I was helping other moms okay. um, with homeschooling. And so uh, that really was, uh, you know, like I said, it wasn't really always planned out that way, but I realized quickly that having a course was like like a cash machine almost. It was sort of money on demand. And so I built the business that way so that I could have something. At first, it was just like these little chunks that would come in. And um, my friend talks about one time I spoke on uh, at her event and she said, I love your story about the washer dryer sale. And this literally happened. We were about to go out of town and the washer and the dryer both broke like within a week. You know, it was one of those, yeah nightmare. I'm like, I don't have the money to replace these. So I had a washer dryer sale, literally went out to my community and said, Hey, these courses are on sale and I'm having a washer dryer sale. And, you know, it was just nice to be able to like go, okay, great. I need the money. Boom. I've got the money. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, okay, great. Create that on demand. So it was an eye-opening experience once I started to kind of have in that consistent flow of, Hey, this is great. So let's talk about your community. Where was your community? Was it a Facebook community? Was it on Instagram? Probably not at the time. No, this is way back in the old days, email. (laughs) It was basically an email community because Facebook had just come on and it just, I mean, I did build up over the, you know, later on, but it was back in the day, it was old fashioned email. (laughs) No, it still is around obviously, but and just building the community over there when people were actually really looking at emails. And, you know, this was way back when there were no webinars. I would do teleseminars. This is before people really had, many people had smartphones. I had a BlackBerry at the time and we were talking, you know, pre-iPhone or just the beginning of all of that. So I would just talk to people and do like these little teleseminars and teach. And I just started teaching and building my community through like free, I did a, like a monthly talk or whatever, or I would interview some other people and just built up a a very large community pretty quickly. And I had no idea, you know, what was going to happen with that. It just, I don't want to say it happened overnight because it didn't, but I mean, it was hard work, but it was, it built, you know, it built very nicely. So, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I feel like the steps haven't really changed. You still need to build a community. (laughs) wherever that community is going to be held. And then you can offer them what it is that you offer once you've established that credibility. Yeah. The no like, and trust factor. Yeah. You have to, yeah. You have to have someone to sell the course to. That's the thing. Right. And a lot of people come and like, I want to have a course. And I'm like, do you have a list or do you have a community? Well, I have 40 people on Facebook. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's harder to do it that way. I mean, it's, it's nice if you already have something established, but if you don't, I mean, you can still build momentum and you can still, you can still hustle it up. Like there's, you can build organic traffic or you can do some paid ads. I mean, you can pay for the speed and for less hustle, like with some Facebook ads or doing something like that, which I teach. Or if you want to go the other route, you can, it's just a little more 
blood, sweat, and tears, <laughs> a little more work on, you know, like doing all the things and posting all the places and, you know, kind of doing that hustle. Absolutely. So what kind of entrepreneur can have a course? Do you have to have a surface-based company? Can you have a product-based company and still make a course? Like I, I mostly work with service-based and it's so funny. I, about a month ago, I went through and I'm like, I think I'm just going to list all of the courses I could think of that I had helped people make. And I didn't get them all, but just, I was amazing. It was like two pages worth of different things. So I could see the difference in what they were doing, but not necessarily all coaches. I mean, there were, I, I helped a lawyer, you know, create something about compliance. I helped a singer do like how to, you know, singing lessons, basically, you know, through a course I helped, she was like a writer and she helped uh, how to copyright your songs. So, and a teacher teach uh, the times tables. So, and as well as a lot of mindset coaching and business coaching and health coaching and how to fix your leaky gut and, you know, any type of how to, there's only been a couple instances that I've had people come to me where I really haven't been able to help them like figure out, because even if you have a product, you know, you could teach, like I had a chiropractor and they were like, what can I do? I have to crack people's backs. And I'm like, yeah, but you teach health, healthy posture, or you teach you know, healthy food and, and, you know, even the massage therapist who has to be very hands-on has other things that they could teach, you know, about energy healing or whatever they're, you know, doing, if they're doing Reiki or something like that, they can teach on how to, you know, tap into your intuition or, or whatever. There's always something. I had a woman who brought me a book of poems and I was just like, <laughs> not sure what I can do with that. Like, <laughs> How to write a poem? Someone how to write a book of poems? Then okay, great. But she wanted me to take the. I was working with people who had a book for a while. I work with authors who wanted to turn their nonfiction book into a course. So she brought me the book, and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> how to write a poem in ten steps or less? Yeah, if you no. want to teach that, I've had a lot of people teach how to write your memoir or how to write a book. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the kinds of things that are easily transferable into a course. So what would you say is the first step? Somebody is an entrepreneur and they say, you know, I know that having a course is really going to help me get my message out into the world, but I don't know the first step. So what would you advise them to do? Yeah, this is a big thing. And I'm, I'm a real advocate for this step because many times we sit there and we're like, okay, what are we going to teach? I'm going to teach that. I got a great idea. I'm going to teach this. Right. And I, that's the last thing you want to do because I, and I have done this, you know, created a course that nobody wants or that two people want, because most of the time when you're a coach, either you've been a coach for a long time or, a, or, a, you know, some kind of practitioner you're helping, like whatever you're doing consultant, you've been doing it for a while. So it's hard to remember back to where you were, you know, if maybe you lost a hundred pounds and now you're a health coach or something, it's hard to remember back. And we usually talk about what we think the big problem is, not what they think the big problem is. So that course has to hit the biggest problem they, they think they have. And so many times they don't know what the problem is. If they did, they may have already found a solution. So I had a woman who had a course about, it was about posture and about people on their phones all day, like staring down and having neck problems. And they, she called it tech neck. So she was out there talking about how you have to put your phone down and you have to have 
you know, better posture and everything. And she's like, she wasn't selling. So she he came to me, we looked at it. And I said, well, what are these people saying? They have pains in their neck. They have pains in their back. They, I said, they think it's a pain. They want you. So you can't talk about this. You have to talk about their pain. You have to talk about what that thing is. And many times they don't know. They just know their neck hurts or their back hurts, or they don't have any clients, you know, so it could be mindset. It could be something else. And if you start talking about how to block their, you know, clear their money blocks and how to get them empowered and all this, I'm like, they're like, what? My bank account is empty. I need clients. So you have to speak to the problem. I call it the migraine problem. And if you don't, you know, you may have a lukewarm course, but I want you to have a sellout course. So you have to really hit that piece and you have to validate that idea and really go ask them and know your clients so well that, you know, even if they don't, you know what their pain point or what they think the problem is. I hope that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I do for my clients as well. When I'm coaching in online marketing, I'm teaching you that you need to figure out what the pain points are for your potential clients and customers and say it in their language. So what kind of market research then do you advocate for? If somebody only has, you know, 40 people in their Facebook group, who are they supposed to ask to find out? Well, I mean, if they've already worked with clients, you know, maybe one-to-one or they've had some clients, you can call up your clients, you can talk to them, you can ask them, I'm thinking of creating a course about X, what do you think about, you know, when it comes to losing those last 10 pounds or something like, you know, you have to use your, you know, whatever it is you're doing, interviewing people who you think are your ideal client, even if they're not like maybe your sister or a friend, or do you know someone you can go to Facebook groups and you can just ask. Now you have to be careful over there because you don't want to be trying to, I'm creating a course. And it used to be easier to do this, but asking your ideal client is the best way. So whether you already have clients or people on your list, if you already have an email list, even if you only have a hundred people, see if you can get a couple people on the phone. And I, this is funny because I, I tell my clients this happened to me when I was starting to create my course for authors, I started posting in some of these Facebook groups for writers. And I posted about, you know, would you want to turn your book? Would you even want to turn your book into a course? And, um, and then they said a couple people were like, Oh, yeah. And I said, Hey, can we just jump on the phone for 10 minutes? I mean, these were people I didn't know, they were just responding in the Facebook group. And then I got on the phone, I said, Can I just ask you a few questions? Oh, sure. When I got done, they're like, Hey, I need this. Can I sign up? I'm like, I haven't even done it yet. But I'll keep you on my waiting list. So you never know, like these people might be like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And I did end up with a few clients that way. So but you're not really trying at that point to sell, you just want to get a really good idea of what they think their pain points and their problem, that migraine problem. And I say migraine problem because it could be a headache problem, but a headache problem, you can take some aspirin or Advil and kind of go on your way. The migraine problem is the one that stops them is the one that they can't continue on through their day. So we have to find the big, big piece and that big, big thing, and then create the course around that. And you, you will just come out much better if you do it that way, then trying to have them fit into what you thought would be the right topic. As someone who suffers from the occasional migraine, I had one last week. Absolutely. It stops you dead in your tracks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry yeah. that you suffer from them too. Yeah. 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 So they've got the research and now they're going to make the course. Can they do it on their own or do they need help? 
Well, I guess it just depends on what they think. I mean, some people come to me and they're like, oh, I got no problem. I can really create this on my own. And I find that may or may not be true. Like it really just depends because sometimes people come and they're like, Hey, what do you think about this course? And I'm like, that's not even a course. It's just a bunch of random information. So I think it's, you know, it certainly can be done on your own. It it takes a little longer to do it. And if you don't know what you're doing, you may create something that is not as good or not as it may not get as good results for your clients because they really need to have that step-by-step process. If you have been teaching your process for a while, if you were maybe already doing workshops or some kind of one-to-many, if you do webinars, you may be good. I I find that it's harder for people who haven't done a lot of that, who have one-to-one clients to really go, yeah, but every person's different. Every person I talk to is unique. And because you're, you know, you're just talking to them, you answer the questions and you, you, you customize, you know, when you help or you coach or you're teaching or so it's, it's kind of taking them to a little bit like backing them out a little and saying, how can we create something that's a little more generic? What is your system? Because many people are like, I don't really have a system. I'm like, you do. You just may not realize yet what that system is or, or how to package it all up. And then the next piece is always like, okay, now I, now the tech, like once they get past the content, like how many modules, how long should it be? What do I price it? What's the title and all of that. Then you've got to figure out tech, the technology of putting it online and getting it into something that looks good that people can easily access. And not just that, but make it a good, easy process for someone to just click, you know, buy now. And then suddenly they get that email. Thank you for buying the XYZ course. Here's module one. Like you have to have all that automation. You're not going to be sitting there like sending people the modules every time they buy. Right. So it has to be, have a nice flow for your students and for you so that it's all automated on the back end and you don't have to do much after that point. <laughs> if you don't right. want to, right? Except help them replace their password constantly. Exactly. Yeah. And also like, cheer when the money comes in. <laughs> right. Cha-ching. Um, so now you, you mentioned webinars and webinars are different. Would you say that a webinar is kind of like the flow into the course? It's kind of an entree into like, here's what I do. And then now you can take my course. I think so. I mean, I'm still teaching the web. Webinar still is very effective way to get that like, know, and trust to have 45 to 60 minutes with someone. And if if they're really interested and you have a really good juicy topic that leads into the course that you're teaching them. And I have a, it's not just like, Hey, let's get on there and teach. I mean, it has to be constructed in a way so that when they get to the end of that webinar, they're like, Oh my gosh, I, I must have this course like this. They know that course is the solution. So the webinar is not just like, let me teach for a little while and then talk about my course offer, it's actually leading them down that road of realizing, hey, it's really hard to do this on your own and having this course would be a lot easier or whatever, you know, kind of through that whole process. So um, yeah, there's, there's a rhyme and a reason to having that. But I find that a webinar is a really good way. If someone's sticking with you for an hour, they're obviously interested and they are taking the time out. And that is worth a lot these days. As you know, people's attention spans are so short. So if they're going to sit there and watch it, they're interested. So then it's just, you know, up to you to make sure you have the, the right components in that webinar so that at the end, 
they're like, okay, here's my credit card or they're, they're clicking that buy button so that they will, they will, you know, get what they need and start, start your course. So I love that you've given us sort of like a step-by-step process of what to do because, you know, so many people, myself included just a few years ago, I was like, oh, I want to make a course. Uh, What's it going to be on? I don't have any idea, but let me figure it out. But, oh, wait a second. I have to ask people what they want, not what I want. Because it's so often as, as entrepreneurs, we are solopreneurs and we don't really have people to bounce ideas off of. So you kind of have to ask yourself and you kind of feel like you exist in a vacuum. I love how you are placing the importance on the market research and making sure that people actually want what it is that you're selling. Yeah. And not just that, that they will pay for it because here's an epic fail from my own business. I had this community. I went out to them every year, you know, with like a yearly survey. Hey, what are you guys needing? You know, how can I make your homeschool easier and all of that? And they, and, and I got the survey back and I'm like, oh my gosh, they all need help with this that, you know, it was like about balancing their time. Like how can they get everything done in the day and homeschool their kids? So I'm like, I'm going to create a course. And it's going to be selling, like, it's going to be, I'll be like sitting on the beach drinking margaritas after I have this course. You know, it was like, everybody said the same thing. So I was so excited and I created the course and I got it out there and two people bought it. And I was like, I was actually kind of mad (laughs) and I never had did this before, but I went back and I sent an email back out and I was like, Hey, what happened? (laughs) You told me you wanted this and you didn't buy it. And it was very interesting. The answers that I got back basically said they're one income family. They only have so much for their homeschool budget and they save that money for like books and curriculum and art supplies. And what I was teaching was something they thought as a mom, they should be able to figure out themselves like time management, balancing. Wow. So it was very interesting. Uh, and I was like, okay, what can I do? And then I realized, well, I don't have to like totally can this. I just packaged it back up and put it inside of another course that was like, how to homeschool your kids. And that was the very first step because I'm like, if they can't get their time worked out, how are they going to do the lessons and how are they going to homeschool? It's the first thing they needed. However, they didn't see the value on its own or they weren't willing to part with the money because they thought it was something they should do themselves. So it was a very good lesson. I tell this story years later because they may think it's great and want it, but not be willing to pull that credit card out. So that's why I always do a beta test version now. And I recommend to my clients and testing the price. That price is that final proof of concept. And you need to make sure that you test a price close to what you think you're going to charge. If you're going to want to charge $500, don't do a beta test for $97 because people may pay $97, but they're not going to pay 500. So you've got to keep it. And people, like I said, oh yeah, we want to pay for that. We want that. But if nobody pays, then it's time to take a look at what you're doing before you create the entire thing and you spend all that time and then nobody buys it because it can happen. Absolutely. I'm sure it has happened, happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to many people. Especially with moms because they are the last people that they will invest in. They will invest whatever they want in their children. But when it comes to investing in themselves, it's very difficult for them sometimes. Yeah. So understanding your market and how they feel and knowing my market after that, I was able to you know, be smarter about the way I, I put my courses together and how I package things up because I knew 
okay, then we'll just make it about the kids. And, and then I put it into how to homeschool, how to do this and, you know, how to make sure your, your children grow up amazing. <laughs> and let's start with you first. <laughs> That's brilliant though. That's exactly what it's, you needed to do. Them what they want and then giving them what they need because they don't know. They don't know what they didn't know when they think I'm going to set up my homeschool. They don't think the first step is okay. Well, now we have to get things organized for you so you can do this. They're just like so excited and ready to get started and help their children. So, and I'm sure it's like that with many people who are coaching and teaching things. We don't, they don't know what they don't know. So you can't sell them that when they're like thinking this. So it's a, yeah, there's a little bit of a, you got to connect the dots and you got to make it work. Absolutely. Donna, this has been so interesting and enlightening. And I would love to know how people can find you and learn more about all the great stuff that you do. Yeah, you can catch me. I've got a couple things. Once uh, my website at DonnaAshton.com. If you're thinking right now, I don't know, maybe a quiz, maybe I should do a course, maybe I shouldn't do a course. You can take my quiz. It's the createyourcoursequiz.com. And if you go through, you can you know, you can see like where you are in the process and it will score. It'll, you'll get the score right back, whether, you know, it's time for you to do a course or whether you need a little bit more um, experience or, you know, it'll just let you know all the pieces to the course. And it's very helpful to say, Oh, maybe this isn't the right time or yeah, this thing says I should go for it. So take the quiz. And also I just started my new podcast, which came out last week, Uh, the work less make more podcast. You can catch it on all the, all the places <laughs> and all the places. That's what I all say to you. Find it all, all the places. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP access. We can't let the fun end here. Please join our private Facebook group at VIP digital live slash community where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. This tells iTunes that you've found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women entrepreneurs like you. As reviews come in, I'll be reading them on the podcast and you will get a shout out. Have an amazing day, friend. And remember, your message matters. You've written a book, now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn, at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.